0: Hello, hello, what is up, my fellow antennas? Boop. 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 That's you guys right now, just sending your signals into the universe. We've got a great episode for y'all today. We talk about how navigating work in your career is like being in your own dojo. It's a lot of fun. If you're enjoying Antenna Method, the podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that others can discover the advice and ideas we discuss weekly. Follow me at Antenna Method on Facebook and Instagram. And to feel better, head to antennamethod.com to start a 14-day channel clear, a mind-body-spirit reboot, which is Antenna Method in 20 minutes a day. All right, guys. Enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Antenna Method, the podcast, the podcast that's all about making small, impactful changes to your daily routine to feel better. And don't you feel better already now that you're listening to this episode? I mean, maybe a little, right? Just a little. Okay, today's topic is Reframe work as a dojo. Use it to gain the skills and grit that serves you. I will repeat Reframe work as a dojo. Use it to gain the skills and grit that serves you. Now, Conrad, you're always throwing these weird metaphors, comparisons, visual imagery at us, and today, you've got a dojo. What do you know about dojos, you might ask yourself. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I know about dojos. When I was four years old, I had a white belt in Taekwondo. A white belt. You know what that means? That means I showed up, I showed up and then I went home. That's literally all the white belt meant because it was the belt. They handed you on the first day that you showed up in the Taekwondo studio. And in order to progress to the next highest belt, you had to memorize a sequence of moves, which in Taekwondo is called a form and demonstrate that you could perform them in front of the, the teacher, the class. And at that age, I remember this still very clearly, I was literally incapable of memorizing a sequence of moves that extended beyond two moves. And I could not, I could not do a single form. And I never progressed really past that belt. Okay, so that's my side tangent story related to the visual imagery I've chosen for today, which is a dojo. And the topic that the imagery relates to is work, work, career, your career. It's what defines you. Are you on LinkedIn? You guys on LinkedIn, add me on LinkedIn, message me on LinkedIn, endorse me for some skills on LinkedIn right now. Endorse me for podcasting on LinkedIn. God, that's what life's about, getting endorsed on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, but I I've been I've kind of been developing my career. I've been in corporate America for about 10 years now. And I wanted, you know, with this topic to share some things that I've learned about how to navigate the corporate landscape, corporate America landscape, I'll say if you're in the US. And do it so that it serves you while you're adding value to the company, because I think you can do both. And full, disclo- full disclosure, I do like my job, and I've, I've liked working in the corporate setting, or at least I've found my niche. I found how to traverse that windy path of, of how do you find some meaning working for, quote-unquote, the man, because, because it can be done. It's not easy, though. It's not easy. And that's why I'm devoting this podcast episode to talking about, well, how do you do that? How do you treat work like a dojo and use it to gain skills and grit that benefits you? So the first thing I think you need to do you know, whatever type of career you're in, even if it's not a corporate career, even if it's a gig career, let's say you're an Uber driver, you're delivering food for for Grubhub. I'm just thinking of the apps that I use as a, you know, millennial bound to the couch who exerts very little effort when it comes to getting sustenance delivered to my abode. You know, if, if you're in that setting, you're in the corporate setting, you're in the healthcare setting, there's going to be elements of what you do that you do not like. It's just plain and simple. There are going to be elements of your job that you do not like. And if you are lucky enough to have a job where the majority of what you do really fulfills you, that is awesome. That is awesome and if you are in a job where that percentage of time that's that you're feeling fulfilled is a little less it's okay cuz if you reframe w- your work i think you'll start to experience it differently so maybe i can talk about my career and i'm not i don't want to go into too much depth here on like my specific jobs but i do want to give kind of general overview of my approach to navigating my my career landscape, which has been in corporate America. So what I found interests me are people, right? And that's, I mean, that's kind of why I, I have this side passion project antenna method that, that also keeps me going. And it, it got birthed from things that I learned at work in my career. It, it got birthed from me trying out new things at work. And I I almost treated it like school when I started. So I'm 31 years old. I've been working full time since I was 21 years old. So that's 10 years. And I made it a priority to A, make sure that whatever job I was in, I learned how to do it I did it to the best of my ability, and I really added value to the company because I think there's something to be said for that. And there there is something that is good about improving the, the output of whatever your company is doing, a good or a service, and, and elevating the performance of those around you. Like, that's worthwhile. That's worthwhile, even if the quote-unquote man is the person on top, on the capitalist mountain that's overseeing it all, I still think it's worthwhile. And so I got good at my jobs, but then I I found the point at each job, and you can kind of feel it when you've reached a certain point, when it's time to to move on, and that's where you ha- that's where work becomes like a dojo because you are you're like a ninja, you're training. And there's a certain point where you've progressed past that certain stage of your training where it's like progressing up the belts. You move up a belt. You, you, you've learned that form. You know that sequence of moves already. You know that activity in your, in your job. And you've, you've understood how to do it. You've kind of developed your own style of approaching it. And maybe it's taught you a couple of valuable lessons about yourself. You have to recognize, and it will it will come to you naturally, you have to recognize that point where it's time to look for a different job. And the key thing here is that you're not looking for that different job out of boredom or because you're restless. You're looking for that next role because you've, you've done everything possible in the role you're already in. And it may take, I would say it's probably going to take at least two years. I'd say two years is, is the, the minimum, you know, unless you're in one, a crazy job where you're just working nonstop for like a year, year and a half, and the number of hours gets compressed instead of being over two years. It's one, something like that. But it's going to take time. It is going to take time. You've got to give yourself, got to give yourself two years. Let's just throw that number out there. And, w- and when that point comes where you've mastered that particular role, you've developed that, that skill set, you know, you can punch and kick and, and do a basic karate chop, then it's time to progress to that next belt, which is a is new job. Or it could be a different job within the same company or a similar type of job, some type of job where the skill that you developed in the, in the prior job gets your foot in the door to be considered for the next job. And then, and then you repeat. You repeat and you have to stay present in every role you're in. And you have to accept that there will be a percentage of the time that you don't feel, feel fulfilled by the role. Maybe you feel unhappy or anxious at times. But other times you feel like you're learning and you're challenged and you're driven and you have access to people and resources that invigorate you. That balance can exist, and you have to find it for yourself in the job you're in. And I'm kind of an extreme example of this. So I, let me count, since I graduated, and I, when I started, I was in this rotating type of program. I'm an engineer by my major. And so I, I had four jobs over two years, and then after those four jobs, which were a a set part of this program I was in, I, on my own accord, for over, it's been seven, eight years almost, I've had another, I'm in my fourth job, so every couple years I'm moving. And I've, I've tried to follow this pattern of like moving into a job that feels like it has this, the challenges and support that will help me learn and develop mastering the job, and then kind of just listening in a way to the universe and saying, okay, where is right for me to go next, and then taking the risk and moving into the next role. (sighs) So that's me. That's just my perspective. That's my experience. How does it apply to you? Well, I think it goes back to your mindset and and your framing of of your job. And maybe we can dive down into just the day-to-day way that you approach your job. And I would say to approach it like you're hunting for treasure almost. You know, it's so easy to see the negative parts of a job and the things that make you unhappy, but just like switch your perspective and check in with yourself. And when you go to work, tomorrow, or whenever the next day is you go to work. Decide to look for something that interests you, that you want to learn more about, someone that knows a lot about something that you want to ask a question to, and then go learn more about that thing. Ask that person that question. Maybe that person can show you something new, even if it's not part of your job. The thing, the thing is, job descriptions are a figment of thought. They are just this arbitrary belief that was kind of imposed on the role, but it's not really real in the sense that a job description, it doesn't exist. Like you can get in the job and define the role to be what you want as long as you're helping that company deliver that good or service in in a an improved way like that's your job is to make sure that whatever that company is doing whoever they're serving gets served better and i think that's that's doable and it but it's tough because the general consensus these days seems to be a sense of oppression from from our our system the way our system is set up unfortunately the way people get compensated it's 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 not at a level where if you're entry level or you're not salaried, it's hard to feel secure. Like if something, an accident happened, you didn't have insurance, it's hard to feel that sense of security. So I, I totally am understanding and empathetic that there is a, there is like a certain line or a standard that needs to be held by the company in order for you to enter this this mindset. Because if the company's not even meeting your basic needs for living, then I think that, that in itself is a different challenge, which I fully admit that I cannot speak to. Okay, so we we got a little we got a little deep there, but I I I feel like the the idea of Taekwondo being in a dojo Progressing through your different belts, learning the forms. Once you know the forms by heart, you have to go to that next level, learn that next form. Um, that all that all suits what we're talking about. And another another key difference from the dojo, where you have a a, a master who's kind of just prescribing you the things to do, is is you have to be your own master. You have to run your own dojo. There's not going to be anyone there telling you what is going to advance you or prepare you to advance from that one job to the next job. It's all on you. But there is that internal sense we all have. it. We call it intuition. And you'll be able to tell. Just give yourself some room. give Give yourself time. Do push yourself. Do challenge yourself in the job you're in now. You know, do it until you're an expert. And then, once you're an expert, you just step back and listen to your intuition, and it will speak up. And and your intuition is, in a way, your own dojo master. Hiya. I don't. Okay. So, let's wrap up today's podcast with. Just maybe a a last closing thought. And my ask to you guys today is that you give yourself permission to do something at work that interests you that you're not required to do. Or maybe even is kind of taboo if you were to ask about it or do it. My ask is that you give yourself permission internally to just do it, just go explore it and see where that leads. And I think you'll find that if you do this over time, over the weeks, over the months, over the years, you'll find yourself in a place that suits you because you've been guiding yourself to that place all along. Until next time, this is Conrad Stoick. Follow me on my... I got a okay, I I plug before I end the show. got to do my plugs. Follow me on social networks at Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok at Antenna Method. By the way, TikTok is actually kind of fun and refreshing, and I'm really excited that I'm on that platform now, so please check me out there. It's... uh. Yeah, it's just like way different than Instagram in the best way possible. It's just very creative. It feels like a mini, uh, it's like an arts and crafts activity when you were a kid, but like turned into an app that you can make anything you want. And it's just a click away from blasting out to everyone else on TikTok. It's awesome. The other thing I want to say is that if you want to try the antenna method, which I recommend you do if it feels right, go to antennamethod.com and try a 14-day channel clear today. All right. Thanks, everyone, and enjoy your day. Bye-bye.